Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I am so happy that I get to spend a little time with you. And I just want to start off by telling you all how much I appreciate you. Um, I have so much gratitude for every single one of you that listens to this show, that writes to me and tells me uh, how the show has maybe resonated for you or landed for you, or you take the time to listen or watch on YouTube and reflect back those of you that share it, just anybody who supports this show. It's just wicked important for me to tell you <laughs> that I appreciate you. And so today's episode is called Say It, Don't Delay It. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Say it, don't delay it. And uh, we're going to dive right in uh, to where the inspiration for this episode came from. And um, little storytelling, little storytelling. So behind me, those of you who are watching this behind me, you can see that there's like a little wall there that all my pictures are on. On the other side of that wall is a closet. And I actually used to do the podcast actually in that closet, <laughs> but I'm out now. Uh, and I am back here in front of the windows, get a little good natural light and everything. But now in that closet, I have a bunch of like shelving units and things like that, like bookcases to store a bunch of stuff in. And what's also in that closet is um, the stuff for my book, my writing material. So it's like the stuff on my, my mother's trial and the transcripts and the papers and the whatever. And one of the boxes that is in that closet is a box that contains within it all the handwritten notes from high school that like the notes, you know, the notes that like you passed in the hallway to each other. Now, depending on your age, you might be like, what are you talking about? KK, we just text people. What, what are these handwritten notes that you speak of? <laughs> but back in the day, my friends and I, you know, we used to write each other notes, boys too, like boys and girls, like we would communicate. So I have this huge box and it's got like all these handwritten notes from my childhood friends and from my boyfriends and from people over the years, all my friends in California, my, my friends, we, we all work together. I've worked with these incredible people at uh, a place called Wizards. It was up at Universal City Walk and it was a magic dinner theater. It was amazing. And all the cards that all my beautiful friends from Wizards gave it. Like, you guys have no idea. This box is like ancient treasure to me. And it holds within it cards like from my family and ex- ex lovers and everything you could imagine is in this box. So I was uh, going through it the other day because I was transferring it from the old box to the new box. And inside of this box, um, which I keep all of these things, just PS, I keep all of these things, which is a miracle, you guys. I, I, I shit you not. It is a miracle 
that I still have all these things. Uh, by the time I was like 40, I often say this, by the time I was like 40, I had probably moved like 37 times in my life. So the fact that I have somehow, and I still to this day have no idea how it's been possible, uh, how I've, I've kept most of these things, but I have them. And what that tells you is, is because they were important to me. Those words mattered to me. They made a difference in my life. They're um, things that allow me to go back and to reflect and to come to know myself better. And that has been invaluable as I'm writing this memoir, as I'm writing this, this book, you know, my book to be able to go back and see firsthand, like not just like, cause memory can be a slip and slide, right? Memory can be a little slick. It can kind of slip through your fingers. So to be able to go back and actually see and hear myself on the page is like unbelievable. Um, but as I was going through this box of treasures, I came across a stack of cards. Uh, there's probably like about seven in total from a friend of mine named Michael Maxwell. Now, Michael Maxwell, I met when I was on a spiritual pilgrimage in uh, Egypt. It was a two week trip with Marianne Williamson and Michael was there and I was there and our other friend, um, Janet, and they were a little bit older than me. So I think of Michael as more like an older brother, right? Uh, not too much older than me, but just enough, right? And so Michael, uh, we called him, he called me Karina, I called him Mohammed, and we called Janet, Janet One Shoe, which is a whole other story. But I have these incredible memories of these two people that I met on this spiritual pilgrimage, which was completely life-changing. So we went on this trip together, we forged this bond, and we decide uh, on that trip, that we're going to take the next spiritual pilgrimage too to England and Ireland and a touch of Scotland. And so I end up going on these, again, these life changing spiritual seeking adventures again with Marianne Williamson. So these two like back-to-back -back trips in like 1997, 1996, 1997. And it's just incredible. So he becomes near and dear to me. And on one of those trips, I met a guy and uh, that turned into a shit show. <laughs> and Michael, Michael, my friend, Michael Maxwell recognizes. And Michael was amazing for a lot of different reasons. He was wicked quirky. He kind of matched to the beat of his own drum. And he was a magician. And um, he was also like an audiovisual AV guy. He made videos on magic. And, you know, this totally resonated with me because I had worked at this amazing magic dinner theater. So magicians were kind of like in that realm of creatives that I loved. And I spent, you know, years around some of the top magicians in the world, uh, getting to know them and understanding illusion. And I, I dated a magician for a long time who's a brilliant magician, uh, Brenton Keith who Brenton does magic in Maui, uh, 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 in Hawaii, you guys, if you ever get a chance, if you ever travel in there and you come across the magic of Brenton Keith, you have to tell him, you know me, uh, it'll be amazing. Um, so, you know, Michael just kind of like fit into my world. And so he recognizes that after that shit show of that relationship, that, that KK could use a little help, a little guidance, a little support, right? So he invites me to his home in Sacramento. I lived down in the Burbank area at the time. Um, and he invites me up to his place in Sacramento. And he says that he's got this um, program that he has been through that he thinks will be really helpful to me. But the thing about this program, you guys, is you can only get invited in via a sponsor. And this person is called your angel. And I was just like, I was suffering enough that I was like, okay, let's do it. Like whatever, whatever you can help me, 
get the fuck out of my own way. Like I was in, I was nervous. I was scared. I didn't know what, I did not know what I was getting myself into, but I was like, I'm all in, like, let's go. So I go to his house. I'm in Sacramento. So now I'm in a strange place, right? I drive up from Burbank. I'm in a strange place. And all Michael will tell me is just show up. That's your job is to just show up. I'm going to vouch for you. I'm going to be your angel. I'm going to get you in this program. And I'm like, okay, so there's three levels to this program. And some of you who maybe were in California at this time, because this is all in California, right? It's not landmark. A lot of people ask me, they're like, oh, was that landmark? So landmark is another kind of like, call it um, self-help mindset, mind shift kind of like program. It was not that. It was something else. I don't even know. To this day, I wish I could figure out who ran it, what it was called. I've tried Googling it, right? And so here's what I know is that it had three levels. Level one, I think was called discover. It was like discover. That was one weekend discover. And then like a month later you would go and you would take awaken. And then the next one was like vision. Okay. So I go in level one and I don't know, like this is just, again, remember how I started the conversation, like memory can be a little slippery, but I kind of remember the feel of the place being almost like a strip mall or a warehouse. Like, I don't even know, but like we went in and it wasn't like this fancy place. It was like this big open room and there was like a bathroom or two in the back or whatever. Like it's, but it's like industrial carpeting, some tables, a couple of chairs, like, but we spent a lot of time on the floor. Like, that's what I remember. I think there was like a makeshift stage in the back of the room. Like, I can't even remember, but just imagine going into this place you know nobody except for Michael. And you're totally going into this bizarro world where you don't even know what's going to happen. But all I know is somebody else vouched for me. Somebody else paid for me. Like he paid for me to be in this program. This is how much he cared about me. This is what kind of a good friend he was, right? So basically, I cannot tell you all the stories because I'm writing them and saving them for my book. But it was a process of really kind of like breaking down our walls, allowing us to become incredibly vulnerable and also discovering ourselves and the ways that we get in our own way, the ways that we hold ourselves back, the way that we see ourselves. We get a lot of feedback on how other people see us like shit. That was intense. Uh, again, you got to read the book for when the time comes. But we did things like all I will say is it involves me wearing like a shiny sequency blue dress and having to sing on stage in front of people. If you have ever heard me sing, that is not, it's not like you're going to cover your ears and be like, oh my God, this is the worst thing. But you really probably, uh, you do not want me singing. And especially you do not want me singing a song that's actually a wicked hard song to sing. <laughs> so they had us do all these exercises and all these things. Like uh, I can just touch on like, like go, we would go to like at a lunch break, they would have us go out into public and like go to a restaurant, like a McDonald's or something like that. And then just go up to a stranger's table and sit down and be like, can I have one of your fries? <laughs> like they would really have us do these unbelievable activities. Um, and I learned, holy Jesus, Jesus on a cracker. I learned so much about myself. Now, this is over 20 years ago, you guys. I learned so much about myself. 
how other people saw me. They reflected back to me how they saw me, how I saw myself, all these ways. They, they, these, I would not be who I am today without these trainings. I would not be doing the work that I'm doing uh, without these trainings. Um, I would not have stepped into, I think, into myself fully if I had not been gifted this weekend. So like I did discover, then I went back and did awaken. And then I ended up not doing vision because at that time I was traveling with Marianne uh, Williamson on like on her book tour and doing all these things. And then eventually I ended up actually moving back to the East coast. Um, so I didn't get to do vision eight. That's what our group was called. It was vision that would, that would have been like vision group eight. I didn't get to do it, but I have never, ever forgotten the people that I did that program with. And in fact, behind me on my bookshelf, there's a little figurine that one of the women I did that event with, um, Kate gave me. And I've, I, again, it stayed with me all these years. The reason why I'm telling you this story, you might be like, why do I give a shit about Mike Maxwell, KK? Like, what's all this about? The reason why I'm telling you this is when I found those cards from Michael Maxwell, and they were like these little, he's one of my balcony people. If you guys have not listened to the episode on balcony people, um, go check it out. It's such a powerful thing. And it's actually fascinating because this month in the nest, June, is uh, we're doing that module. We're doing the uh, balcony people module in my spiritual community and the nest, uh, spiritual community and membership, the nest, um, all about balcony people. And your balcony people are the people who just totally see you, get you, love you, celebrate you, cheerlead you. Like they're the people who, uh, if you had an event or uh, you were graduating or you had a gig, like they'd be up in the balcony, like like making a ruckus on your behalf, like hooting and hollering and like swinging their jackets over the head, stomping their feet. Like, yeah, you know, these are the people just think that you are the cat's meow and the bee's knees and they let you know it. And Michael was one of those people for me. He was one of my balcony people. So when I found all these cards from him and some of them were just like, Oh man, like he knew what this weekend was going to do to me. Like these weekends, like these trainings, like he knew how life altering that they were going to be. And I was rereading these cards and I was laughing and I was crying and my heart, just like the Grinch who's, you know, the Grinch, like up on the, remember when the Grinch was like up on the thing with, with, with Max, his little dog, Max, and they're looking over down on Whoville. And like, even though he stole all their presents, all their food, all their fun, they're still down there singing in gratitude and celebrating. And he realizes like, oh my God, and his hot doing, 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 it grows three times bigger. And this is what happens to me as I'm going through this box and I'm reading these cards and my heart is just expanding. And I'm just like, oh my God, how is Mohammed? How is Michael Maxwell? How is my magician friend? And I was like, I'm going to totally surprise him. I'm like, I am going to find him because we hadn't been in touch. Like our lives moved on. Like he got married. He had, you know, family, all this stuff. Like I moved back East and our lives moved on. Uh, but he's always had a special place in my heart. So I was like, I'm going to find my old friend. I'm going to get on the Google and I'm going to go on Facebook and I'm going to track him down. And I'm going to do this whole thing because now at obviously, right? Like 22, whatever it is, he is later. Uh, I've still grown so much. I'm constantly growing, right? We're constantly expanding as human beings. And I just believe in, right? I even got my t-shirt on today that says, right? Uh, tell someone 
you love them today. Tell someone you love them today. And this t-shirt is in honor of my beautiful college friend, Ollie, who we lost to cancer last year. Uh, and these were t-shirts that we sold, uh, were sold. I bought one. I did not sell them. I bought one uh, to commemorate him. And it's a perfect shirt to be wearing today. Tell someone you love them today, right? Say it, don't delay it. That's the, the title of the show. And so I go online and I'm like, Michael, right? And I Google Michael Maxwell, uh, California. I can't find anything. Michael Maxwell, uh, magician, California. Uh, and all of a sudden it's like doing, and it pulls up this website and there's Michael's face. And it's like all the magic videos that he had recorded over the years that he sold um, of him doing tricks and breaking down how to do different things and like, you know, different cod things and illusions. And I was like, there's my friend. And there's like all these, you know, like covers of videos and, and DVDs and people just saying nice things about them. And I was like, oh my God. And I'm getting more and more excited, you guys, as I'm going along, because I'm like, I love to surprise people. Like I love words of affirmation. I love to give gifts. I love to celebrate people. Like cheerleading other people is one of my superpowers. And I just cannot wait to tell him just what a difference. Like here I am all these years later, dude, I made it like I'm going to, you know, I'm doing all this stuff. And, uh, and when I say I made it, I mean, like, I'm not saying like, you know what I mean? Like I'm here and I'm doing the work. I, I have followed the call of my heart and he was such a huge part of, of that evolution, right. Of me, that growth. And I just can't wait to thank him. And so I'm Googling and then I see like Michael and, uh, you know, Melinda and I'm like, oh, there's his wife's name, blah, blah, blah. But then I can't find him anywhere. So I start looking like, meaning like I can't find Facebook. I can't find him. And I'm like, why is this so hard to find him? And so I try it, you know, you know how you just keep Googling things so you get it and you like refresh the page and you go to page three and you go to page four, like whatever. So finally I like type it in. I must've typed in the right thing. And then all of a sudden, boom, it pulls up and it's this magician. So think of like a magician's Reddit, right? It's like a magician's forum where they all leave messages. And all of a sudden I see the message and it says, Michael Maxwell died of a heart attack. Oh, on December 13th, 2019. And it just crushes me. It, it just, it just, you can hear it in my voice, right? It just crushed me. And I got so sad and I just started crying and my sweetie's like, what's wrong? And I said, um, and I was telling him, you know, all about Michael and how I couldn't wait uh, to just tell him how much he meant to me and what a difference he made in my life. And here's the thing. I was lucky enough, you guys, that I said it back then, right? I was lucky enough that I, that I had expressed my gratitude and appreciation for his kindness and his generosity and his friendship and for his guidance and for looking out for me um, back then, because I've always been, I won't say always, right? I'm sure we could look back to my younger, younger years where I wasn't always uh, maybe particularly good at, at saying thank you. And maybe I was a little more self-centered and selfish. And But one of the things that I learned over the years is to always say thank you or to the best of my ability, say thank you, send thank you cards, let people know that you received their gift. And it might take me a couple of days, but I always get around to it and I always make sure I do it. So I was lucky enough that I was able to say it. 
but I really wanted to have the opportunity now to go back and to say to him that you made a difference, that your love made a difference in my life. And I was just so sad that I couldn't say it to his face or say it to him over Zoom or say it to him on a phone call that the opportunity had passed me by, that he had died unbeknownst to me, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, and so when I was thinking about this and I was talking to my sweetie about it, um, I was like, you know, um, and we were talking about um, the title for this because I was like, I'm trying to figure out. So we came up with like, say it, don't delay it. Because this isn't the first time this has happened to me. I had a, a former um, mentor at Boston University at BU. As part of my work study program, I helped to run the weight room down at the Case Athletic Center. And I had an incredible mentor named Brian Dawn. And Brian Dawn was kind of like a genius. He was like, he was not only a genius, he was like a, a, a weightlifting champion. And again, a couple of years ago, I was really thinking about him. And I do this, I have this thing where I go back and I think about the people who have made a difference in my life. And it's important to me that I let people know. And I was thinking of him and I was like, I got to reach out to Brian Dawn because like in college, I was again, just trying to survive. And I was like, he was so gracious to me and so kind to me. And he taught me so much about weightlifting. And he was one of the people that inspired me to later on become um, a personal trainer. And I was like, how is Brian? And I, again, I Googled him and I found that he had created, um, you know, his own, I don't know what you want to call it, like clinic. And he was doing all this incredible stuff in medicine and helping people do all these things. And I was like, oh my God. And I got so excited. And I'm like, I don't even know if he's going to remember me, but I had all these stories and I couldn't wait to tell him. And I go and I find a message from one of his daughters saying that he had passed away. And it's one of those things too. Like, again, I had just missed him by like a year, year and a half or whatever. And it just crushed me. And I just kept thinking about so often in life, we have people who have made a difference, who have supported us or guided us or mentored us or coached us. And they saw stuff in us that we couldn't even see in ourselves. They saw us before we saw us. They believed in us before we could even believe in us. They loved us before we knew how to love us. And these beautiful people who come before us, I think, you know, they don't always have to be like biological family members, but these are your family. To me, these are like your ancestral lineages, right? Like reaching back. These people who were able to witness you and see the extraordinary in your ordinary and to just be able to reflect it back to you. And maybe sometimes they pushed you because they saw your potential. They saw that what you, what you had in yourself and in, in, in again, before you could even see it. So this is just a little love letter from my heart to your heart. You might have a Michael Maxwell or a Brian Dawn or somebody in your life who made a significant difference. It could be an old boss, an old school teacher, right? I can name off the top of my head. You have no idea how many school teachers, Virginia Carson, Kay Lefebvre, Sue Callahan, Mr. Roosh, like Gary Marku, right? Like all these teachers who like made a huge difference in my life. People who helped me during some of the most challenging uh, times. And I really just don't want anybody here 
to miss out on the opportunity to have like to to to, to not have any regrets so this is me saying to you please say it don't delay it if you're proud of somebody if you want to say you're sorry if you want to ask for forgiveness if you want to finally say i'm proud of you i love you i believe in you like whatever the message is from your heart don't delay it if you are filled with gratitude for some gift you had been given some opportunity whatever it is there's a thousand ways like this is like kind of those kaleidoscope kaleidoscope subjects where somebody lent you money or got you out of a jam or somebody watched your kids or somebody held your hand when you had to go get a diagnosis or somebody you know put gas in your car or fed your kids or walked your like whatever the thousands of ways that people can be beautiful human angels it's so important you guys that we acknowledge it as soon as it occurs to us to do it. Like, don't delay it. Like sometimes we're like, oh yeah, I'll send the thank you card. I'll do the, 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 the. it's like, write the damn card, address it, stamp it. If, if, if text it, make the phone call, whatever, send the flowers, like send the gift. Don't delay because we never know when the last exhale is coming. And we don't want to miss out on those opportunities for other people to also be seen by us. These people who took the time to care for us and to hold us and to um, help us to remember who we truly are. It's a beautiful thing to be able to also um, do it back for them or at the very least acknowledge the, um, the difference, the impact that they made in your life, like the power of that relationship where they saw you, like to be seen, you guys, to pay attention is one of the greatest gifts we can give another human being. Um, to pay attention is how we show love. And for people to be able to pay attention and be present with us long enough to recognize that we need help or to be able to listen and to bear up and to truly be a good friend, it, it is a fucking gift of immense proportion. And I think this in this day and age of like everybody having quote unquote friends and followers, we lose sight of the sacredness and the power of a thoughtful and generous friend. So if you can hear the sound of my voice right now, and as I'm talking, you know, Mr. Rogers used to do this, and like, oh, I get teary-eyed even thinking about it. <sighs> Mr. Rogers right there, back on, back on one of my altars, right? Mr. Rogers is on my spiritual team. And Mr. Rogers used to do this very powerful thing where he would say, I want you to think about somebody in your life who helped you to basically become who you are today. Somebody who loved you or guided you, who saw you, and uh, who, who made a difference in your life. And he would always go like this. He would say, we're just gonna take 10 seconds to think of this person in silence. And then he would always look at his watch and he'd say, I'll, I'll keep the time, I'll watch the time. And then the room would go like dead silence for like 10 seconds. And everybody would just go inward and everybody would just take a moment to reflect on these human angels, these people, 
who had been in their own way, their divine help is, right? Their human help is their divine help is who guided them, what I would call your spiritual team. And every time I see a video of him doing that, I just start to cry because it just, again, it shows you that the depth and the breadth of Mr. Rogers' genius. Fred Rogers was to me kind of a living saint, man. Like he, he answered the call and the duty like of his hat, his dharma, his ministry. He was, uh, he was a human being. I'm not saying the guy was totally perfect, but he showed up more than he didn't, you know what I'm saying? And he taught us about kindness and generosity and compassion. And won't you be my neighbor? He taught us about being a good neighbor. And that just doesn't mean the people who lives next door. I'm talking about reflecting on who has been a good neighbor in the neighborhood of your hat over your lifetime. And if you can think of those people, I know that while I'm talking, some people are coming to mind. So here's my invitation. I'm not even going to call it a challenge. It's a gift, really, an invitation for you to take some time this week, this week, maybe by the end of next week, right? Don't wait. Don't delay. Say it. Don't delay it. To either pick up a pen, pick up a phone, send a love letter, send a message, send a thank you note, and acknowledge these people. And here's the thing, you guys. If they're already dead, if they've already passed on, you can still talk to them. You can still let them know. I often say, uh, you know, my relationship with a lot of people improves once they're dead. <laughs> so here's the thing. We, you know, death, death holds nothing on love. And what we are is eternal spirit. And so uh, the world, I always say the, the, the veil between the worlds, the door between the worlds is very thin and they can hear us on the other side. And so I think it's important that we pass this on. So you guys, that's, that's my invitation to you to take action. And you guys, if, if you are hearing this and you're resonating with this, please send me a little note. Let me know who you sent a little note love note, message, note of gratitude, add to the gratitude note too. Just tell me their name and, and tell me like who they were to you. Like this was my second grade teacher. This was my, you know, my great aunt. This was like whatever. Cause I love to hear the stories of people who have made a difference in our lives. And I think it's important that we say their names, uh, not only to them, that we recognize it to them, but we say it to each other. Cause this is one of the ways that we find out that, um, that there's a lot more good in the world than we realize. This is how we start to remember uh, the divine spark, the light that we all are. Uh, and there's so many people out there doing good. And sometimes in this world, it can be really easy to forget that when you watch the news or you see all the thousand and one ways that we hurt one another. There's also a million ways that we're really kind and beautiful and generous and thoughtful and compassionate and loving and spirited human beings. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. If there's somebody who you think could um, use this message, hear this message, or if you just want to send them this, this uh, episode and say, you were my person that she's talking about. You were my Michael. You know what I mean? Uh, let them know. I've been lucky enough to have more than one quote unquote Michael in my life. Um, and 
I've tried to uh, throughout my lifetime, and I hope I continue to even get better at it, uh, to let people know, hey, I see you, I celebrate you, like you made a difference and you continue to make a difference. Uh, because every life that, that a person touches, their legacy kind of lives on in that person right? The, 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 um, the, the, the effect of that is kind of like an echo and it radiates out. It's exponentially echified, you know, it's amplified out uh, to others. And so because of Michael, um, you know, he is still reflected in the work that I do today and that program, which I cannot wait to write about for you guys in the, in the book. You're going to die. You're going to like crack up and, and be, you're going to probably be like horrified, find it funny and find it incredibly inspiring. That is my hope because that's really what the experience was like. It was terrifying and it was incredible and it stretched me in ways you cannot believe. So you guys, I love you. All of my loyal listeners, uh, I can't believe it. And oh, you know what I wanted to tell you? Here's the thing. So I found out that um, my the person who helps me, one of the people who helps me with the podcast, my podcast team, I would say, they wrote to me and they said, hey, did you know that your podcast is in the top 2.5% of over the 2 million podcasts that are out there? That your listener score and you... Uh, the Karen Kenny show are in the top 2.5%. And I thought, you've got to be shitting me. <laughs> and I was so wicked excited, but it's only possible because of you. I create this show because I know you guys are out there listening. And it's one of the ways that I get to be of service. And it's one of the ways that I get to spread some love. And it's one of the ways that I get to, you know, create free content of value, hopefully, for people who maybe you know, can't afford to, to be a part of a program or be a part of the nest just yet or whatever it is. Um, so it just made me so happy because that, that stat, which on some level, I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Top two, 2.5%. But all I know is that it means that people are listening <laughs> and that's you guys. So I am so grateful for you. I love you. I celebrate you. I, I appreciate you wherever you guys go, please leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. 
And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.